You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot someone. I can't Okay, well, we might as well get the fireside chat underway, Daniel. So nice to have you back. Thanks, um, man. It's been a it's been a spell. I can't. I was trying to think of the last time we had that I was on the podcast, and I think it was a fireside hot sauce. Uh, it was hot sauce. Hot sauce. That was pre quarantine. That was like right before quarantine. So yeah. It so it's been a, it's been six months. And I feel, well, actually, you made a guest appearance on the Neil Fisher episode, oh. though. <laughs> yeah, when I was like, hey, I don't think we've met before. He's like, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> He's just so matter-of-fact about it. He's like, nope, don't think we have. No, we haven't. I don't know why. I mean, he looked familiar to me, and I was like, uh. He kind of like, just looks like a familiar beer guy. Like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have met him before. So he but was very matter. He was matter of fact. No, we have not. He's so friendly though about it. Uh, you, yeah. you, you would never. He would never make you feel bad about that. No, he's a good dude. Um, no, we went on a little bit of a tear there, at least for a while, and then I'm, I'm going to tell you, during quarantine, I didn't really listen to podcasts as much because I wasn't in my car as much. Right. Um, but since then, I've been picking back up to some. Some good podcasts. What do you listen to these days on podcasts? Uh, so I'm a big fan of Wondery. The, uh, the I don't know if it's a studio or a brand or however it is, but they've done like, um, they did Dr. Death um, about the uh, back Texas. surgeon that was oh, down in Texas, crippling people in Texas. Yep. And yep. then they did... Um, the one I'm I'm listening to now is called the uh, Billionaire Boys Club, I think, and it's about okay. the group of guys in the '80s that got together and um, started hustling people, and then the leader of the group was basically a mobster and hired people to kill people, and um, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, they, they've just done a lot of cool stuff. So let me see who what else we've got here. Well, after after Ryan last time was talking about the podcast from Guy Raz and NPR, How I Built This, yeah. um, I've listened to a little bit of that podcast, which is good. Um, there's a good um, apropos one from the people who do serial podcasts called Nice White Parents. Okay. Uh, I've it's, seen that one. Yeah. it's pretty interesting about like the New York public schools and segregation stuff. So I think that's always a good, good 
they're good storytellers, good thorough um, investigators in terms of uh, uh, podcast journalists, I guess. So, yeah. So the most recent one I listened to was called "It's Called Legal Wars" by Wondery. Okay. And season two is about the guy Larry Silverstein that took out a ninety-nine year lease on the on the uh, World Trade Centers for like three point two billion dollars. And then like less than a month, like the paperwork was filed, but it wasn't signed by his attorneys and he filed to try to have them rebuilt. And it talks about him going through the court system and how they, people think he's in on it, a conspiracy and weird, so just the, the money behind it because it was literally like a 99 year lease that was signed with like the city of New York. Cause it's not actually, it's owned by, um, the city of New York and he signed a $3.2 billion lease for 99 years. Yeah. Interesting. And then, a month, and then a month later after the paperwork was done, the twin towers went down. Whoa. That sounds interesting. I like, I like podcasts like that. Um, what are you drinking? Um, so I'm not drinking tonight. Um, well, I am drinking Topo Chico. Yes. Um, which is my favorite. Seltzer water, spicy. Can you, you get that in Chicago? You can. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. I'll bring you a couple cases next time I come down. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Last time I ordered some because um, one cocktail I wanted to make for my birthday a month ago was Texas ranch water. So tequila, mm. Topo Chico, and lime. Yep. Sounds and great. I ordered some off of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I think I got it for... I think I got it at Costco, had it delivered. Ooh. Like Ooh. the uh, Instacart. So maybe I like could get on Costco. 15 bucks. Uh, yeah, so my local Costco had it on the shelves. Hmm. And then I've seen it like at Mariano's up here, which is the company that took down Dominic's. Okay. Dominic's was a Chicago chain for years and years, and then their CEO left and started – his own company, Bob Mariano, Mariano's, and now they're, they own Chicago. So That's one kind of like between Chicago. Whole Foods and Jewel. Jewel's okay. not. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of everywhere up here now, but. Um, well, that's very good. I, I will never argue with anybody drinking Topo Chico. Um, yep. I, uh, Bearded Owl just released a couple of bottled beers. Uh, I had one of them this weekend, which was a Brett fermented, very herbal, um, called protection spell. I think it had some like spruce tips, maybe stinging nettle, lemon balm. It was like, but with the Brett, it was just kind of a nice little effervescent aperitif, which was pretty good. But, um, the other one they did was this wild ale fermented on raspberry and pineapple. And I got to tell you, they might have outdone themselves on this one. Um, it's quite pretty, um, very light, very, you know, raspberry colored. I like the pineapples got a good sour note smell to it. I mean, there are no slouches there. I think that they're horribly underrated when it comes to some of their beers. They, they make really good beer. They make really good beer. Mark and I try to go down there when I, when I get down there, just like the one off, like, Oh, we got to go down to. You gotta go down to Bearded Owl. Just gotta make it down there quick. Gotta go see Nick and the guys. Yeah, but and he's always every t- the last two times I've been down there, he's been on his way 
to like Southern Illinois to brew with um, scratch scratch. Yeah. yeah. Like leaving and he was driving. It was like nine o'clock at night. He's like, yeah, I'm driving right now. Heading out. <laughs> so we're going to stop and get barbecue and head out. We'll get there like one in the morning. That's a long drive. Um, so yeah, if um, yeah, I got, I got one more of each of them. Um, thankfully I was able to get a couple of each. So that's pretty good. Delicious. So the summer's the summer's flown by. Yeah. Um we're September in two weeks. Yeah, we're in September in two weeks. It's been an interesting summer, although I can't say that there's been a lot of things disrupted, at least thankfully. Um pool time, vacation, uh up in Michigan still went on without a hitch. And thankfully when you go up there, you don't have to really encounter too many people. Yep. If you don't want to. Um and we were just talking about how um or at least I was mentioning how Michigan was very, very buttoned up when it come to communities wearing masks even outdoors in some of these really small little cute towns like at Hoplot had one of I'm going to say one of the best but also one part of the most frustrating system that they had uh, to get you seated get you ordered and everything Um, it was done with such uh, attention to no contact kind of things that it was rather impressive but some of the app system things that you had to work with to get quote in line to get a table and then to order at your table um, were somewhat frustrating, but gosh, once you got that to work or figure it out or order, they would bring your food out, put it on this little table next to your table, and then you would go get it. Um, The kids always love it there. It's one of the best outdoor, I think seated places to drink a beer probably in the country. Did they do the, um, was it QR code? It was. And for some reason, my phone was just struggling with it. And I am not like a complete tech idiot. Um, yep. I just could not get my phone. And I don't have an old iPhone either. I just couldn't get my phone to pick it up and do it right. Yeah. So so I, I had my first experience with that and I did not realize. And I wouldn't consider myself to be a tech idiot either. But I was at Burger Social in Wheaton, mm-hmm. which is like they have. So that, that company owns, they own Burger Social, Burger Local. Um, several other really good like craft places. So they're known for their burgers and whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, yeah, if you, uh, you know, look, look on the menu and I was like, where's the menu? It's like, oh, it's on the QR code on the table. So it's just on the table, right? I was like, I don't have a QR reader on my phone. And they're like, uh, just open up your camera. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was really slick, really easy, right? But up here, it's not, um, you know, we've been dealing with it since the start of it, right? And when everything sort of opened up, you, it's not optional to wear masks up here. Yeah. Like you can't go into a uh, convenience store or grocery store, much less restaurants with that. I mean, restaurants are now opening up a little more. You have to wear your mask to the table. And then once you're at the table, you can take it off. Yep. Um, but, but I mean, it's not, I think that's part of the whole issue behind it is that it's sort of optional places. Um, here, if you don't have a mask on, you don't get let in. If you take it off, you get kicked out. Yeah. It's not optional. Right. So it's just, I don't, you know, I know that there are people who are up in arms about being forced to wear it and whatever, but ultimately I deal with it just fine. Yeah. Um, but, but being able to do that, we did the same thing with, um, we went to North Carolina to Ocean Isle Beach in um, July over the 4th. And it was like, our mindset was, right, it's kind of a hot zone at the time. And it was like, well, if we're gonna quarantine here where it's not good, we might as well quarantine there where it's not good. And we just made sure to 
do the same things we did. We went to the grocery store, got, got our beer and vodka and all that stuff. And, um, went back and hung out at the beach, had a pool and everything. So, um, outside of not being able to take the kids places like the pool and the zoo and playgrounds and things like that, it's been life as normal. Our kids don't know any different ultimately. Yeah. So it's been fine. Yeah. It's been fine. Yeah. Up in Michigan, it was, you know, we're on, um, kind of a smaller inland lake. Well, I guess it's always like Michigan's an inland lake, but it always feels like the ocean when you're up there. Yeah. Um, you know, we do the same thing. It's like, go to the grocery store. Uh, we boat, we swim, we, uh, go to the grocery store again to pick up more stuff. And you know, it, it's not hard. You don't really actually feel like you lost anything. Would we have maybe gone to a couple other restaurants or breweries on the way? Um, and while we're up there, sure. But trust me, if we had to stay, spend more time at the at the the house on the lake or in the lake I, fine force me uh twist my arm i'll be i'll be okay yeah it's a season it's a season of life it's just a, it's a weird weird thing that we're all going through together you know yeah and you know i i kind of wanted to bring up the topic but you know up with the whole mass thing um you know there was uh, shorts brewing up there which is in bel air uh, yep. we've been to their brew pub, really neat brew pub. That's kind of like their OG brew pub. They have a little production facility. I think that's, um, not too far away from there. Um, but you know, they kind of finally put out a little social media blast about how, you know, people who are being asked and required to wear masks are kind of being jerks and, um, being terrible to the employees and all the employees are one trying to do is do their job and two try to do it under these new rules, these changes that were uh, asked and put upon them by the state and not of their own making. And then just kind of feeling that they're being treated like garbage and shorts brewing. And I think they've got a good uh, local respect up there. Just kind of like, all right, guys, enough is enough. Stop treating yeah. our employees like jerks. It's not their fault. We're doing what we're supposed to. And you're not welcome here if you're going to act like that. Yeah. The alternative would be that they could just not open. Right. Right. You, you can go there and, you know, you can go there and, and, and be a jerk and treat people poorly and throw a fit, or you could just not go um, because you want, you know, don't like the experience that you're provided or they could just not open their doors and sell their beer to liquor stores and not give you the experience of going to a brew pub. Right. But again, here it's like, if you're, if you're not, um, you know, if, if a, an officer was to walk by a bar and people weren't social distancing and didn't have masks on and things like that. It's a fine. Right. Yeah. And so companies aren't going to pay those. Like they're already struggling as enough as it is. You know, there's, there's, there are like old neighborhood bars in Chicago that are not going to survive because that's, you know, that their patrons are walk-ups. Their patrons yep. are people that are there every night. So the alternative is they could just not open and then you wouldn't have anybody to complain to. Yeah. I think sometimes so, people too are just like looking to pick a fight too. You know, oh, they, yeah, sure. they love to just kind of roll up into a, a place like that and kind of pretend like they're just so put upon. And um, that's unfortunate because yeah, you're right. These places, all they're doing is trying to morph into a way that they can survive as a business. Cause otherwise, yeah. I mean the restaurant and bar industry is going to suffer big time if they don't do these things. And if they're not allowed to stay open. Yeah. But outside of that, I actually, I did drink some shorts brew, uh, up there. I went and picked up some at the grocery store. Um, they always have pretty darn solid beers. 
Um, I went with a couple other local ones. Uh, I did not bring really anything with me this time because we packed my car to the gills with bikes on the back and everything and um, didn't really have much room for just extraneous things like that. Yeah, your kids are all getting to the age where you have to, every time you go on a vacation like that, it's like moving. Oh, yeah. I mean, we you have to pack up the car and move. Well, and, you know, we wanted to take bikes. So we have a, a rack on the back, which our van does not accommodate that kind of a uh, configuration. And then we have the topper on top. And yeah, we were we were comfortable. But after a while, it was pretty cozy. I think yeah. the the kids, yeah. for the most part, hated it because they didn't have the DVD player. Sure. No. Yeah. But they had screens, though. Right. You accommodated yeah. them. Yeah, we drove. So when we went to Ocean Isle Beach, we drove to Charlotte and then met some of our friends that we vacationed with. Um, Actually, he'd be a good guest on the show one of these days. He can smoke some serious meat. He's got like five smokers on his deck and he just bought another one. So he's very good. But we met (laughs) we drove we drove from here to Charlotte, which is about it's like every bit of 12 hours, like if you're gunning it and we made it in 12 and a half. Wow. With with Dax, who's three and a half, and Genevieve, who will be two in a couple weeks. And it was like, I mean, it was great because we got up at like 3.30 in the morning, our time, and just trucked it. So we were like, we were down to um, Dayton before they even like woke up for the day. Gosh. Right. We were just like, you know, south of Indianapolis, two out. You know, we were, Indianapolis is when they finally were like, oh, okay, why am I in the car? Right. And then <laughs> we, were, we were in Dayton and it was like, Hey, you want to watch a show? Cool. And then we just kept trucking. The way home was a little tougher, but we went through Asheville and took nice. a home. so, um, weren't afforded the ability to stop much, but no. see the scenery took the bourbon trail home. Definitely couldn't stop, but, um, got to see the sights. So it was fun. Yeah. But it, we packed really light, you know, it's like you're, Swim trunks and t-shirts. That's it. I I swear I packed as light as I ever I ever have in my life, and I probably still could have packed lighter because once we got there, it was just like, well, I guess I put on my rash guard and my swimsuit today because all I'm going to do is just bum around, and uh, then at the end of the day we'll grill. So, yep. Um, that's always a good feeling knowing you can make it through with like one pair of swim trunks and uh, maybe a couple t-shirts. Yeah. Um. But I think um. It's it's nice to be able to get a little bit back to normal now. I'm not I have not sat in a bar or anything like that. I was able to go down to Bearded Owl, grab some beers. Um, it's not been hard to find stuff uh, at the grocery store and such now. And um, finally, going to get back to brewing something this weekend with Kyle. So I have been you know too what busy. You're doing yet? You know, whenever Kyle and I come put our heads together, we're always like, let's do another hazy IPA. Yep. Um, he got a Which bunch fine of with. Just, you marked some for me. <laughs> he got another uh, batch of like Southern hemisphere kind of hops. Um, so we're going to try that and uh, you know, just hop the ever living hell out of something. And yep. that's what we'll do. So I just got the ingredients today and thankfully um, then we can be on, on par for Saturday. So We'll get that done. Then we'll have plenty of fresh drinks at home. I think it's been a little, I had some bottles of bourbon that we've been working on here at home. Um, that's about, that's about the summer. It's been a lot of grilling out and a lot of staying at home. Yeah. Well, that's going to continue through the, uh, the fall for us. Um, we talked before, what, what do we talk about today? 
my Saturdays opened up wide for this summer because or for this fall because I usually do the color commentary for oh, my football uh, for for the football team at Wheaton and it has been postponed or canceled. Um, don't know if they're going to do spring football, spring baseball, right? The Illinois, like Illinois high school association moved everything. Yeah. So they're going to get all their sports in, but it's going to be staggered play into the summer, et cetera. But a lot of the schools are just saying, you know, they're following the big 10. They're following the other large conferences that have decided not to play. And like, you can't, right. You can't when it's not a, a revenue engine, like it is elsewhere, you just have to follow suit. Um, so I plan, I did get a new smoker since we last talked. Um, I, and I think you know this, but I got the, uh, rec tech five. Oh, that's right. Um, which I have been running pretty much nonstop on the weekends. <laughs> um, I always find something to do on it. Um, so I'll be, I'll be running that thing hot, um, through the summer or through the summer and fall. So got to find more stuff to do, you know, keep myself busy here. I've been firing up that charcoal Weber like crazy just because um, I did some New York strips the other week on that charcoal grill with the local CXT coffee shop have a, has a coffee rub. It's one of the best coffee rubs I've ever purchased. It's got like a little ginger in it and there were some of the best steaks I think I've ever made on it, but um, smoked a pork loin. Funny story. My wife goes to the local Alwyn's. And I was like, I need pork shoulder. We're doing, we're smoking pork shoulder this weekend. And she uh, just like very simple instructions. And she goes there and she totally just got kind of swiped out from underneath her. Cause the guy's like, ah, you, you don't want pork shoulder. I, your husband wants a pork loin. And she's just like, okay. Sure. Yeah. She came home with like a four foot long, 12 pound mm-hmm. pork loin. Yikes. And I was like, not what I wanted, but it's not your fault. Uh, actually made pretty darn good smoked pork loin. So we just sort of, uh, you know, made what we can make with it. Yeah, I've done, I did a pork loin a couple weeks ago, a month ago or so, and it just doesn't have like the, it doesn't have the smoky flavor like the shoulder no. does. And I think no. it's, it's just because there's no fat on it, right? It's really right. not very fatty, right? There's no, I mean, it doesn't cook for very long, right? Nope. You can eat that thing like medium, medium well, right? You can cook it to the way you like it. Uh, when I did mine, I wrapped it in bacon though. So that helped. <laughs> it helped. Um, to be quite honest, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it probably was just fine because we had my son's first communion. So we had busy stuff. And so maybe tending to a pork shoulder all day long maybe wouldn't have been the best option, but we went with it. So when, when you're doing your smoked, are you doing it on your Traeger or are you doing it on the charcoal? I did it on the Traeger, but you know, perhaps someday if I want to use the, um, the Weber, maybe we'll use a little bit of, uh, I know our Southern foodie friend, Brian's got one of those little <clears throat> smoke boxes, smoke boxes kind of thing that, that he yeah. uses for his, uh, his charcoal grill. So I know that's a possibility, but yeah, the nice thing, it's been a nice, um, it's been it's been really good in terms of weather for us to be outside doing that kind of stuff. Totally. Yep. Yep. It's been uh, I, I you know so mine is uh, I've got the uh, Wi-Fi um, interface oh, on nice. mine. So like the other night I uh, woke up at one o'clock in the morning and turned it on. Right. Turn just turned it on from bed. 
<laughs> and then got the got the notification on my watch that it was uh, that it that it was preheated and ready to go. <laughs> so I had I had the thing rubbed down, prepped. I just popped it on, put in the prongs, you know, to, for internal temp, and then woke up at like six, and it was like you know, internal was one sixty on each one. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have this ready like for lunch, right? It's perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> nice. I mean, I can do it from anywhere. Like I could just you know, as long as it's plugged in. I could turn it on from work if I wanted to. That's crazy. Awesome. It's a ton of fun. I mean, it t- <laughs> you know, people will tell me, one of my buddies who lives in Nashville who uses like the stick smoker, right? He's like, oh, if you're not smoking with real wood, it's not real smoke. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Um, but he he would give me, you know, it's it's cheating, but it still tastes great. So yeah, I'm not, ch- I'm not changing. No, no. I didn't the, forget it. Yeah, the convenience of that plus, you know, with kids and work schedules and yeah. – it's it's hard to beat that. Um, I'd love to sit there and just babysit a smoker all day long, but I I probably just don't have that that amount of time. Season of life, man, can't do it. Yeah, can't but it. you know, having that and having the Weber, I can kind of pick my pick my poison when it comes to come to those things. And then, of course, Mark probably knowing and seeing that we all had to get and he had to go get a fourth grill because. Yeah. He just can't live without being out grilled. <laughs> yep. And he's got the, he's got the, so he's got the rec tech, which is, he's got the big one though. Yeah. Uh, which is like the 700, I think. His, that's his the, is like, like the big bull horns. Yeah. So, so I, that's, that's sort of their, their, their trademark, right. Is uh, the bull horns. But then he, so he's had that for a while. And it's the thing that he, he's awesome. And then he got the, what's the brand is like Komoda. Komodo. Isn't that the style of grill? It's a Komoda grill. I thought that was the brand, but maybe. Okay. I mean, it looks like a green egg, right? Yeah, so, but it's like a mini one. Heard of a green egg, um, but that thing—he'll get that thing up to like seven hundred degrees, so he gets that like restaurant sear, um, which I I can't get. Like if I if I turned my grill up to over five hundred, and there's like any grease in it, it is like a it's like a bomb. <laughs> Because it's a convection oven, right? So it, it it'll burn. Yeah, it'll start on fire and start throwing flames out because there's a fan below it that's feeding it air, right? Oh yeah. So you you can't you can't get the sear like there's a sear kit that you can buy, um, but when I do searing on mine, I just throw my cast iron on there and turn it up to 400 and let it get really hot, and then yeah. it'll, it'll sear nice. I don't get lines or anything like that, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. I'll I'll use the gas grill for that if I want to sear, but you know then you should just get yourself an infrared smoker, yeah. and then you're all good. It's, it's up to like a thousand degrees. You'll be yeah. searing like crazy. Um, so back on the, I, I want to talk about the football thing since you're very intertwined with this. I mean, we 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 definitely see a lot of sports now. Some are like your Cardinals probably missed out on a third of their season. Uh, they made up, they made up uh, five games in the last four days. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, base, baseball. They played five in the last three. They played two doubleheaders against the Cubs and one game in between. That's crazy. Um, you, it's, it's, I mean, how hard is it going to be to keep a game like football going but safe? I mean, like – you're actually seeing pretty good success with the NBA and the NHL when they have these like regional Bubble. bubbles. Yeah. And they're in pretty darn close contact, but how are you going to get college kids 
Yeah. So that's the thing, right? You, you, um, it is a nightmare from a logistics standpoint. Um, you have at every school, you have students coming from everywhere all over the country. Um, sometimes all over the world, like Wheaton is represented by like 30 different countries. Mm -hmm. Right. So they are, I mean, they just had to rip the bandit off and say no college sports. And that was the conference decision. Um, what's really interesting about it to me though, is the economics behind it. Um, the NCAA, you know, which is like the, the overlord of all sports, yeah. particularly, particularly football, right? Because of, you know, you have professional athletes and you've got, you've been telling, you've been telling these, these kids quote unquote, right. They're grown men, but you've been telling like Ohio state university football players that they're just students. So you can't get paid for your likeness. You're just a student. You can't be paid what, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're just students, but we need you to be on campus for Ohio State because of the revenue engine that it is for the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so to tell them now that you're the only ones allowed back on campus, well, that can't work, right? That doesn't work. Um, so I don't know how they, I, I, I just th- I think the logistics of having a bubble for a football, like for a football league is impossible. Right, you've got 52 players or 53 players who are active on every NFL team, right? And every college team, like in the Big Ten, they probably have 150 players on the roster or more. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very, you are not allowed to leave campus. If you leave campus, you have to have an, a negative test. You just can't do it. You just can't control it. And they're right? kids. They're kids, right? I mean, you, you've got you've got professional athletes that can't even abide by it. Right. So how are you going to ask a 18 year old, 19 year old kid? Yep. Hey, I I needed, I needed to go home. I'm, I'm 18 years old and I miss home. So I drove home to see my parents. Well, now you're a risk. Yeah. It's just, it just becomes near. I mean, it's just nearly impossible. And again, back to the economics of it, like you've got, at a small school, I keep bringing up Wheaton because I played there and go, still, still I'm connected to the program. But like, you've got 140 kids or so on the roster who no longer get to play football. And that's a lot of the reason why they came to Wheaton. Mm-hmm. So now the school is missing out on $55,000 a year of if they decide not to enroll, $55,000 a year of tuition. Yeah. Right. So we're, you know, if 50 people don't do it, that's $2.5 million. It's out the door. Yeah. Right. So you're just, you know, you've seen schools in Illinois already close other ones around the brink because they just can't, they can't make it work. Yeah. So, well, and then like, you know, the big 12 is going to move forward. I know Iowa state's got their schedule. They even let in, they're playing Louisiana at some point. They okayed that. Yeah. Um, Probably because I bet I suspect like, what's what conference is Louisiana in? You mean like, LSU? <laughs> no, no, the you Raging like, Cajuns. Oh, boy, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but you know, I I suspect that conference probably canceled everything or maybe canceled a lot of stuff. And Iowa State's just like, hey, you want to come up here and play? I guess yeah. we'll find out how it goes. But yeah. you know, then you got the Big Ten and you got what like the 
bunch of parents at University of Michigan signing petitions like "Let Our Kids Play." They had they had Justin Fields, right, the quarterback from Ohio State, who's like a, a top three pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, and he's now coming because he looks at it and says, "Well, I mean, he's going to get drafted either way." But he came back to Ohio State for the reason of playing, um, and he's now started a petition saying, "Well, th- hey, we weren't we weren't uh, consulted about this." They just decided, right? But it's it's the I mean, just think about if you're if you're on the Big Ten board of directors, you think about even if you have all of these medical waivers signed, even if all the players were to come and say, if I get sick and if something happens to me, I will not sue the school. Yeah, I mean, those things aren't airtight, right? But <laughs> the, the amount of the amount of lawsuit that could happen is is astronomical. I mean, yeah. in years down the line. I mean, there's a guy, man, I forget who he plays with, but he's like, he's the top guard in in the, the upcoming NFL draft after this season. So the 2021 draft. And I mean, he has like, he is at risk. Like if he mm-hmm. gets COVID, he's, he's the guy that gets in trouble, right? Because he has some pre-existing condition that it could take the guy who's 6'6", 350 pounds and knock him out. Um, and even he said, like, my parents are willing to sign the waiver. I want to play. And it's like, dude, like, even though you want to, you'll sign this waiver. But what happens if something happens? They can't put the school at risk like that. They can't put lives at risk. Yeah. Or, you know, one of these players could then go home and visit mom and grandma and guess what grandma gets it. And yeah. then what happens? Yep. yep. Yeah. It's the, it's all the, da- it's the downstream stuff that really gets mind boggling because, yeah, maybe one of these kids and a couple of these kids and some of these kids get it and they don't get that sick, but it's not just that directly. It's all the downstream effect that always has a big deal with it. But, you know, I guess we've got some sports to watch, but, you know, I'm so, I love college football so much that it's going to be real tough to not see it in its normal form. I mean, well, you're not going to let, my parents have season tickets they don't plan on going right because how they even, it, I mean, would they, will they even let sta- fans in the stands? I don't even know what the current like thought process is there. I thought there was going to be some sort of weird percentage that they were going to allow in, but they're just yeah. like, why the hell are we going to like one go? How do you tailgate? Who do you tailgate with? Yeah. Um, and then like, what games do we go to? Why do we go to this one? How are they going to seat? How are they going to get you in and out of the stadium? What are they going to temperature check everybody coming in? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I mean, I think it's like the, you think about just how football works, right? It's like the trading of you're constantly in contact with people constantly. Right. Especially like the position I played defensive line, right? I got hit on every single play and traded sweat and other, you know, disgusting everything with offensive linemen. It is just the reality. So if you're going to get it, you better know that like, You've been quarantined. You've been in a bubble. I just don't know how the logistics of it would work. Uh, a lot of the schools that are going forward with um, on-campus classes are saying uh, at Thanksgiving, you're not, you're not, Thanksgiving is the end of the semester, right? Because, because the, the biggest fear is everyone disperses, right? And then comes yep. back to campus after Christmas. It's true. So that gives you a month and a half to, you know, get through it, recover, you know. Um, but they're just saying 
at, at Thanksgiving, you know, it's you're done and then you don't come back until January 20th or whatever it is. <laughs> but think about this, man. I mean, you, you graduated from college in 2002, 2004, three, 2003. So it's just a totally different thing, man. You never had to worry about, Hey, potentially you could be told you have to go home for the rest of the year and you're virtual for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, at any, at any moment they could say, Hey, uh, somebody got, there's been an outbreak. You have to go home. Everyone goes home, pack up your stuff, go home. Yeah. No, it's, that's, that's a, uh, yeah. I, I mean, with the way I remember college, I mean, how, I mean, how many people did you interact with? How many places did you go? Um, you're young and kind of invincible too. Um, rules didn't always apply. Uh, for for better for worse, and um, yeah, the idea of a bunch of online classes, I think, as a college student, just seems well. I guess if you go to class, <laughs> yeah. I had a I had an intern this summer who was um, who was coming back. The only reason he didn't graduate in the spring was because he was coming back for a fifth year of football. Yeah. And now he, so he has one class to graduate. He still needs to take that class. He doesn't get to play football anymore. And if they required him to be on campus, he was going to live off campus. They were going to require that he has a negative test before every time he steps on campus. Wow. So he, he basically was like, if they won't let me go virtual, I don't know what I'm going to do because I can't afford to pay 200 bucks to get a test or 150 bucks or whatever it is to get it done. Every time, voluntary test. But there, I mean, there, the like the logistics of their back to school is like you are allowed to go to class, you're allowed to go get your meal, you're allowed to go to the gym if you book time, and then you go back to your room and you stay there. That sounds like a real fun uh, semester at college, doesn't it? I mean, think about it, man. I would have like it would have changed college to me. Oh. If I was an incoming freshman and I was deciding whether or not I go to Wheaton, which is two hours from home, I'd never left home in my life, right? Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to this school that's too expensive for me. I don't know anybody. Do I go up there and not get to play the sport that I wanted to play there? Or do I just come? Do I just stay home, go to Illinois Central College and knock a couple of my prereqs out yeah. and then re- report to camp the next year? I, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird, weird situation for people. I feel like it's going to be the lost year. Yeah. For so many reasons. Yep. There, I mean, I mean, you're talking about, yeah, lost year, the gap year where kids are going to graduate from high school and be like, I'm not going to college this year. Yeah. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay tuition, you know, at a liberal arts college that's 50 grand a year to sit at home on my computer. Yep. It's not worth it to me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and even saying it's a lost year is saying that, you know, vaccines work, people take vaccines and it keeps people safe. Uh, I always keep telling everybody, oh, you think this is really messy right now? Wait till there actually is a vaccine available. That's when it gonna yep. get messy. Because yep. we have people not wanting to take it, refusing to take it, who gets it, who gets it first, who pays for it? Is it free? Is it not free? Uh, yep. uh, okay, yeah. So that's why beer is such a good thing for us. Yeah, that's why being at home has been, I've been, I've kept very well hydrated. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. Uh, Started my infinity bottle thanks to my parents' birthday gift for me. So my infinity bottle has started. Um, I had a little swig out of it 
it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but you know, maybe with time it gets better as you blend all these different ones in. Yep. Um, my next endeavor, I want to learn to make a good few tiki cocktails. That's what I want to be able to do. Um, some nice, pretty tiki cocktails. That's what, that's what my next goal is with the I bar. Like I like it. Yeah. We're in the process of potentially finding or looking for a new house because we're outgrowing this one pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I get and, I'm it. Looking, and I'm looking at bars every time I see, every time I like Steph sends me a listing, I'm like, but does it have a built-in bar yet? <laughs> it because is if it, Because if it doesn't, does it have room for it? Right. Because I'm going to need one of those. Yeah. Naturally the next upgrade involves have a kind of a man cave bar. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. That's it. I'm good with whatever else. Yeah. You're like, honey, find what you need. Rooms, bathrooms, whatever. I need a place or I already need a bar. Yep. That's it. I mean, every, every place you look now is going to have a home office. Right? Yeah. Because we've got, I mean, do, our back to work corporate strategy is not until it was originally was September 6th is when we were targeting to go back to work like full, full go. Um, we've been at 33%, 35% of corporate employees are allowed in one location at a time. Um, they just extended it to January 11th. Whoa. I mean, they basically, cause, cause where it's a, you know, a national nationwide company. So we're sort of following everybody and we, you know, people are in different phases and different back to work, but we're just taking the, you know, the greater corporate route and being very cautious. Yeah. So we'll work from home two to three days a week now, at least I would think so. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the really interesting thing about this is the flock from the city. So people, people are leaving the city in droves and moving out in the burbs, moving out to the burbs. Yep. I, I would suspect, I would suspect I mean, um, the, the appealing part of living in the city is being able to go out, go to bars, yeah. restaurants, neighborhoods, hangouts, events, can't do any of it. Why be here? Yeah. And, and I can do, I can do two to three days a week on the train if I'm commute reverse or commuting, but if I'm going to work from home three days a week, I'll do two days. That's fine. If I work in the city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and, and I think it'll be interesting to see what changes for good and maybe for the better. Um, we, the, the biggest thing we had to do to reduce capacity was just not allow plus ones with patients. Yeah, And so I get the patient in there and unless they have a family member that has to be in there, um, it's just them and, you know, no spouse, no kids, no friend and spouse, that kind of thing. And that's kind of all we had to do is cut, cut numbers down. But yeah, there's some, there's some things about it that I really actually like, and I hope it never goes back. Like the Costco <laughs> experience is amazing. Oh, Costco is it's fantastic. It's, it's the so, most it's, well orchestrated machine of it's just a well oiled machine. That's the perfect way to say it. It's just, it's a machine. Yeah. And it's, then it's, my, my gym, which I've gone back to a number of times now, um, is every cardio machine has a space between it. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you've got a, a working machine, a space, like a, a machine that's roped off another one. And then in the locker room, it's five lockers that are roped off to every one. Oh, so it's just great, man. Personal space, never invaded. Fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. It's steam, gonna... room and, steam room and sauna room aren't open. Probably never will. So that's a bummer, but you know, yeah, it's, um, it's going to get tough on well, as, as it already has the 
it's darker and it's it's going to get colder in the mornings because during the summer I do a lot of outdoor stuff and it's been I kind of bailed on swimming now because I don't like to swim um, at the pool in the dark outdoors. Yeah. So I, I kind of mad. I didn't really didn't really you care the, for you that the irrational fear of a shark underneath you in the pool <laughs> at night. <laughs> in, yeah, in a swimming pool. Every kid's um, irrational fear of being chased by a shark in a swimming pool. Yep, yep, yep. Or it's just yeah, the fear of the uh, unknown. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. My wife uh, had joined a gym and uh, she hasn't been back and she may not ever go back. Yeah. Uh, she'll, she might just keep doing like these workout program and things that are on videos and at home and she's got everything she needs. And Exactly what Steph is doing. Same yeah. thing. And granted, I mean, I think she misses the friends and stuff at, uh, at the gym, but I mean, she's just like, why would I, why would I go back there at this point? Yep. yep. Um, well, it's been nice. This has been fun. Um, I know that uh, we'll have to get the whole group back together at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's busy. Summer's been busy, but we'll have to continue to catch up and do these again. Absolutely. I'm in. I'm in more often. I already told you I'm going to be bored in the fall, so <laughs> run it up. All right. We'll we'll get some episodes uh, up. Yeah, we'll we'll keep at it. We we got to reach that 100 episode mark. Let's do that. We're right right around like 75, 76 at this point. So let's keep it up. And are we three years in? Almost? Or is um, it over two? That will be January, right? I think three, it will be in January. January. Yeah. It's January. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll got to throw out some nostalgic pictures of um, like that time you came before the snowstorm and stuff oh like gosh. that. I, I, uh, that snowstorm came up the other day when I was driving home um, for a party at my parents and I was driving home and I was like, this might be the worst storm I've oh never mind. Never mind. Nope. Nope. The worst storm I've ever driven in will never be beaten. <laughs> and I decided to take the back roads home for some reason. And I was like, I can't even see the road anymore. Well it's less traffic. You didn't have to worry about to other stay, people. I was trying to stay in between cars off the road and I thought I was probably okay and I made it. So all right. <laughs> We're good. It's all good. All right. Um, Daniel, it's always been a, it's always a pleasure. Um, and we'll soon do this again. Sounds good, dude. All right. See you, buddy. Yeah.